special episode of our podcast, the Daily Life Coach Podcast. Make sure you share this with your friends, family, coworkers, or anybody who you feel can benefit. But you definitely want to listen to it first just to make sure it's not too much for them. I can be a little bit overwhelming at times, and so I just want to admit that. And uh, This may be one of those episodes. This just may be one of those episodes. This one here is near and dear to my heart. The name of this episode is called The Prequel to Success. Hmm. Let's say this. The Prequel to Success. What does that mean, the prequel? It's uh, what happens before. It's almost like the prequel to a good movie. You know, you start out with Star Wars and then you get the prequel. How did it all happen? I think these films are critical because it shows the character development. What happened when little Luke Skywalker was 10? And then what happened when he was 20? What happened when he was 30? Great writers oftentimes say that every 10 years there's an evolution in a character, in an individual, in a, in a human. Every 10 years, something changes in our lives that requires us to evolve or digress, depending on the circumstances. So we're going to talk about the prequel to success, just like a great movie would go back in the time machine and show what happened to Sarah Connor before she became the freedom fighter we know on the movie called Terminator. What happened to Luke Skywalker or Han Solo to make him the man he is today? It's, it's fun to watch these prequels because oftentimes we don't think about what happens before we see the hero or the villain or the victim or whatever the individual may end up at the end of the, end of the day. So I want you to think about this. Right now I want you to think about a few of the individuals in your life that bring value. Okay, bringing value and liking the person are two different things. So let's start with value. Do they impact your life in a positive way? Do they make you think better? Do they make you run faster? Do they make you train harder? Do they provide for you in a sense? Do they protect you? Do they help train you, motivate you, mentor you? Whatever it may be, I want you to look at the individual that you see on a daily basis, that you work with, that has taken time to invest in you. Now, I want to talk about this because I've seen a lot of negativity around hardworking entrepreneurs and business people. And I know it sounds crazy, but it happens, and it's happening more and more where people are looking down on individuals who are innovators, who are entrepreneurs, who are business owners, the individuals that bring just value to the table in an industry. See, I'm, ta I'm talking about the individuals that Pay mortgage payments, car payments, tuition payments, medical bills. I'm talking about good old salt of the earth, hardworking individuals. Can you imagine people actually talking down, looking down 
and saying negative things about these individuals. Now, what type of negative things do you do you ask them? All they care about is money. Hmm. The only reason they help people is so they can get the glory from it. Ooh, the glory of working hard, relentlessly, 80, 90, 100 hours a week, just so you can say at the end of that 100 hours, look what I did for you. Boy, that makes me feel good. All toasty inside. The glory. Hmm. You know, they say things like, uh, when they see a successful person, money can't buy you happiness. No, it may not be able to physically walk into the happy store and buy you happiness. But let me tell you a little bit about what money can buy. And, you know, I, I gave one of my quotes today and I got some great feedback on the daily life coach.com and on the daily life coach on Facebook, Twitter. Actually, it's at the Victor Young on Twitter and Instagram. But today's quote talked about money can't buy you happiness. Actually, I didn't say can't. I didn't want to say can't. Because it can, actually. Some people, a little bit of money goes a long ways. Nice purse, pair of shoes, I don't know, red bottoms, nice BMW. I don't know. That makes some people happy. Some people it doesn't. Depends on who you are. Depends on your love language. Act of kindness gifts, affirmation, I don't know. If you're a gifts person, money can be nice. That's your love language. So, what I'm saying is this. Money may not be able to buy you happiness. Not can't, it may not be able to buy you happiness. But what it can buy is experiences. And I'm going to tie all this together for you in a minute. An experience. What is an experience? You know, I interview a lot of people. I've hired thousands of people. I've trained thousands of people over the last two decades as a business owner, general manager, entrepreneur, CEO, president, you name it. I've, I've trained hundreds of people, thousands of people over time. And we have generated billions of dollars in revenues. Billions. And on the majority of these interviews, when I sit down and I ask these individuals, what's one of the proudest moments? What's one of the most memorable moments in your life? It's normally a moment that includes money. Now, now let, me, let me take a step back. It's not about, they don't say, I have made this cash. No one ever talks about the money itself. What they talk about is they remember this time in a cabin when their family had no television, just board games, and time together. And everyone goes, see, no money. It's about the cabin. It's about the family time. But let's go back to the prequel. What happened to dear old mom and dear old dad when they woke up and decided they wanted to take the family out to the cabin and spend some one-on-one -on -one time together without iPhones, Samsungs? Blackberries, if you're back in the day, back in the 1980s, 90s, StarTac, I don't know, flip phone, whatever. Anyway, I digress. Think about 
the conversation that occurred prior to everyone hanging out in that beautiful cabin somewhere in North Carolina, Tennessee, Asheville, wherever it's at. Think about what occurred. You're right. You hit it right on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Mom or dad had to go and bust their behind and work some overtime or sell some extra merchandises or service to make some money so they could take their family to have this memorable experience together. One of those lifelong experiences, unfortunately, it took some cash. Okay, okay. Let's give you another example because you're saying, okay, Victor, that one's just thought of and generated by you. Let's think about this one. This was a conversation I had with someone today. And they said, you don't need money to have fun. I said, I agree. Give me a situation in your life where you didn't need money. They said, great. One of my fondest memories as a child was jumping rope and playing with jacks. Jumping rope, playing with jacks. You say, you, you got me. The Daily Life Coach, Victor Young, you've been stumped. Jumping rope. Okay, who paid for the rope? I'll wait. And then more importantly than the rope, because, hey, frankly, back in that day, you probably could have got a rope for 50 cents, which was still a lot of money back at the time when this individual was young. But that individual's mother, father had to go to work and provide a neighborhood that was safe enough for this young person to go outside and feel free enough and comfortable enough and safe enough to jump rope and throw jacks and have a grandiose old time while they're humping and grinding, trying to make a buck to make sure they could jump rope and play jacks. There's a prequel to everything, guys. People say, I don't need it. I just like to walk on the beach. How do you get to the beach? How do you get to afford to live on the beach? Hmm. Even if you don't live there, you got to drive there. Or you got to get on a boat and get there. Whose boat are you on? It took a little money to buy that boat to get you on the beach. Whose car took you to the beach and paid for parking? Hmm. Once again, it took a little money. I hope you see where I'm going with this. It's not about the money, people. I don't work just for money. I work to be able to provide experiences and safety and a future for my family. That is why I do it. There's no, not for the glory of hearing my name or seeing my name in lights. It's so that when my daughters wake up and walk out that front door, I can provide the safest environment possible. I can provide the best education that my labor is able to afford. You know what? Maybe I can't afford the best school on the planet. Maybe my kid didn't qualify for the best school on the planet, but if I could work hard enough to get him in a pretty good school, I want to make sure I can give my children everything I can possibly provide for them while they're living so that when I'm dead, 
they're not looking for an insurance check to blow in a few weeks, and then they're out on the streets. Hmm. I, I hope it's starting to make sense at this point. It's 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 about getting up and giving your best for your best. Give your best for your best. That's why I work hard. So for all those individuals that look at people who get up and grind every single day and they think it's just about the car they drive or the house they live in, you might not want, you, you might not, just look at the prequel. Look at the prequel, people. What really drives that individual? What if everyone had that same mindset that anyone who works hard is a show-off. Anyone who tries to provide for their family is doing it for the glory. What would our communities be like? What would our children be like? What would a legacy, what would it be like? I mean, what, what would things look like in the future? Now, if you're not a religious person, hey, that's your thing. I don't force religion on anybody. I don't force my beliefs on anyone. It's not my job. It's not my calling. Maybe that's up for debate. I'm sure some of my friends that are pastors might say it is your responsibility. Okay, I don't know. I'll share it in my walk. But I just want to bring this up. Oftentimes you hear people of faith from all different faiths and walks and religions. And they always talk about faith. They talk about hope. They talk about faith. And they say things like, if you really believe you can achieve, it's about having the courage to walk in faith and to walk in hope. And you walk in the light. And then some of those same people, as soon as you stand up and you really believe and you walk in that faith, are the first ones to say, you're not being humble enough and you shouldn't worry about money and you should not be so successful. It's counterproductive. It's, a, it's actually a little bit uh, hypocritical. You can't knock someone for having strong faith and courage to get out there even when they're terrified, even when they're tired, even when they don't want to, even when they're just, they just don't want to. Not everyone who's successful wants to be there. Something drives them to be there. Stop beating them up. Find out what the prequel to their life looks like. Don't assume they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Find out the prequel. Find out their story before today, before what you see is their successful life that you feel they may or may not deserve. The prequel to success is critical. Why does that individual support that nonprofit organization that helps abuse children? Is it really because she wants to stand up and, and share a board and see her name and get flowers at the end of a great gala when they raise a million dollars. Do you, do you really think it's about that flowers? 
or about someone saying their name. Do you really think it's about that? Or could it be this individual was impacted and touched in some way that has driven them to help children in need? I'll give you another example. I lost my father to a heart attack in 2009. Anything that has to do with fighting heart disease, I'm in. I'm in. I, I, I'm right now in the midst of going through a very painful situation with my mother and it involves cancer it's near and dear to my heart as near and dear as you can get do you think if I have an opportunity to work my butt off to help fight that horrible disease I'm going to get out there and do it it's not about the boards it's not about the accolades there's no glory in that for me I feel like I have to. Start thinking and looking at the prequel. Start looking at what really drives an individual at their core. And if you look at that, you'll realize there's a lot more to that individual than you think you see. Stop looking at successful people, hardworking people, people that are driven by their passions, by their fears, by their faith. Stop looking at the things on the surface that turn you off and make you say, I don't like this person. I don't want to be a part of this person. I'm not going to work for this boss that just keeps pushing to be the best. I don't want to be the best. Well, you may want to find out why this person has this desire to be the best. It may not be for the trophy. It might be the fact that they want to pay for an operation for a kid who needs it. And the only way they can pay for that operation is to be the best at what they do every single day so they don't miss a dollar. One dollar that could go towards providing a cure or treatment. Folks, the prequel to success looks like a lot of different things. It looks like different people different diseases, different challenges, different goals. It's it's running away from poverty. It's building a future. It's building a legacy. Let's not be so shallow when we look at individuals who put it in for us every single day to make sure we have an environment to succeed. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they're just not this horrible, pompous, arrogant, narcissist individual who just wants to see their name called and beat on their chest. Look at their walk. Look at their actions. Are they helping people? Are they providing for people? Are they building something special? Are they innovating? Are they making the world better in some way? Let's look at everything else they do before we throw the stones or throw them to the lion's den. We actually hurt a lot of good people out there who are trying to make us better because they see something in us. 
And sometimes that just might be their calling is to help other people. Maybe they don't want to do it. Sometimes when that thing's inside of you, you may be tired. You just want to go the other way. But when that thing is implanted, when it's embedded, when it's planted inside your heart, your spirit, and your soul, you can't stop driving for it. Know your prequel. Know what drives you. Don't be afraid to tell people what drives you. Sometimes those people that are giving you 50% or 30% who are laying down on you, who aren't following you, who aren't walking with you, who aren't fighting the battle with you, who don't believe you, trust in you, because the only thing they can see is this exterior shell, this image of what they've created, of who you are, based upon the way that you push and the way that you pull and the way that you claw. And the only thing they can think of is, this person is so greedy. Why can't they just make 30% of the money like me? Why do they need 100% of the money all the time? Don't they know money can't buy them happiness? We're not all promised an eternity here on this earth. And some people are given less time than others. There's a lot of things behind the scene that we don't know about these driven individuals and what makes them who they are. At least give them an opportunity to show you who they are. Watch their walk. Watch their talk. Find out why they do it. Look at who they help. Then make your decision. What does your prequel to success look like? What does your husband's prequel to success look like? What does your wife's prequel to success look like? Why is she driven? Why is he driven? What drives your children? What drives your boss? What drives your pa- your your business partner? Look at them transparently. Without any preconceived notions, without any resentment, speculation, Find out their prequel to success. Find out what their driver is. Now, I'm going to give you the benefit of finding that out. Once you find out what's driving someone, you find out where you fit in. Once you find out where you fit in with the grand scheme of money and happiness, it becomes easy. That is the benefit. Easy. Continuous. Harmonious. The most beautiful money you can ever experience. Easy money. Done the right way. Of course, after you've earned it and established yourself and make sure you're in the right surroundings to do it. There's no such thing as just waking up and the money's there. I'm sorry if I just ruined someone's vision, someone's dream. Easter money's not real either, just so you know. What is the prequel of success? What is my prequel of success? I know I don't want to do what I grew up doing. I know I want my kids to have to work a little bit less than I worked. I don't have an expectation for my children to be multimillionaires, but I do expect them to change this world and make a mark on it. I want them to be a better person 
than I am today. And I'm willing to give up a little bit of my time and my fun to be able to provide education and a future for them. So if you look at me as I'm just greedy, money-hungry individual, look again, if you choose to. And if you don't, I understand. But I will continue to bless all the people around me in need that I can possibly help. I will continue to work hard for my children and my family. I'm going to share one last thing with you. This is about money and what money was able to do for me. For those of you who know my story and know about me, we grew up in a very hardworking home. My dad was from North Carolina with a sixth grade education. My mother stayed at home, helped my dad run the family business, helped raise us, did a fantastic job. And we just worked every single day, except for Sundays. My dad would not work on a Sunday. I worked outside doing landscaping, lawn service. I worked in the heat. Real work. But I knew I wanted to do better, and I knew I wanted to build a legacy for my children. And I was able to at least provide a foundation for them so far. They're still growing and developing, and, and hopefully that'll come true for me. But a couple unique experiences, a couple unique situations that occurred. One was before my father passed away. I got a phone call from him, and I'm at work running my business, and he says to me, son, I want this tractor, and they won't even talk to me here. So I said, uh, let me talk to the sales guy at the tractor store that you're at. And he puts him on the phone, and I ask him, what tractor does my dad want? And he tells me, and he starts to tell me about payments, and he starts to tell me, and I said, that's not the question. What tractor does my father want? And he starts to tell me the tractor, and I said, start prepping it. I'm getting in my car, and I'll be there in an hour. And through my hard work, and focus and my faith that led me to, to the point that I could actually get in my car, drive across town, and write a check and buy my dad a new tractor. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about my pride. It was about the fact that my father poured so much into me. As a young man, as a child, as a man, that I was able to get up and go to my father and do something for him to show him, to honor him by showing him that I have become a man. You've taught me well. And I was able to give something back to him. When my father passed away, there were things I thought about that I hadn't even remembered or really didn't think about just based upon the fact that I didn't do it for memories or I didn't do it for glory. And it made me feel good inside to realize any time my father needed me, I was there because he raised a good man. And he taught me great values. And he prayed for me every single day. That is priceless. 
and I needed money. If I'd have got on that telephone and told these guys how nice of a guy my father was and you really should give him a tractor, it's not happening. I could nice him to death. I could have wrote a poem, a great speech. There's not even a secret handshake. They wanted cash, and I had to bring it to them. And my father was proud of his son. That touched my heart. That moment, as long as I live, as long as there's breath in my body, I will never forget it. That is what money can do. So money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you experiences that you will never forget. I mentioned my mother. And she is one of the bravest women I have ever known, if not the bravest woman I've ever known. And she's going through an experience right now that is just, I can't even imagine being in her situation right now. And once again, I look back and as I sat by her bedside this week and she said to me, you're the best son you are a wonderful son. You have always been there for me. And she started naming things that I got her, things that I'd forgotten about, things that I didn't think about. I just did it because she's my mom and I love her. And there were days that I would spend my last money to make sure my mom was happy and comfortable. And you know what? I got up and I went back to work. And I made the money back again because I didn't think about what I'd just given away. I just got up and I made more. I didn't wallow in pity, grab my checkbook, look at my credit cards. I gave from my heart. It drives me. It fuels me. To be able to buy my mother a new car, to buy her a condo and pay cash for it, to buy her furniture... Whatever my mom needed, she didn't ask me for it. She was way, 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 way too proud and loved me too much to ask for it. I saw when she needed things. And I never made her ask. I never allowed her to ask. I wanted her to be able to live her life completely free in a way that most people dream of. And I was able to provide that for my mother. Those are the moments and the times and the experiences that changed my life. And hearing my mother tell me all these little things that she remembered that I'd just forgotten about made me realize how special it is to invest, to pour into to give, to bless, to pay back. It's not even blessing forward. She's the woman that raised me. I felt it's my obligation to be the best son possible and then be the best dad possible. That is what drives me. So when you see me in pictures with my Lamborghini or you see me in pictures in a BMW or you see me in pictures on a boat and you see me in pictures on a motorcycle and you're thinking, boy, this guy is just a pompous, arrogant jack wagon who wants glory. 
Yeah. I'm not going to say what I want to say to you right now. Find a find out about the person in their prequel. Find out where they came from. Find out where they're going. Find out who they're blessing. Find out who they're fueling. Find out who they're mentoring. Find out who they're investing in. Before you make your conclusions, search for the answers found in the prequel. That's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Share it with a friend. Even if you want to make them mad, they don't think like me. That's fine. I love the controversial comments. I get some tweets at the Victor Young on Twitter or the Victor Young on Instagram or the Daily Life Coach on Facebook or www.thedailylifecoach.com. You can even send your comments there. You got anything good to say? Send it there. You got anything bad to say? Send it to me. I like feedback. I like good old-fashioned debates. Just because we don't agree doesn't make you a bad person. There was no sarcasm when I said that. Check me out. We'll talk to you next time.